0: Perhaps one of the greatest wrestlers to don the ring for WWF at the time. One of the best champions ever. Superstar Billy Graham passed away this past week. Uh, he had been ill for a while, guys. Matt Mullen, chief here, of course. Uh, welcome you to another show of Thoughts Gone Anywhere. And uh, thoughts and prayers go out to the superstar family. Um, guys, let me ask you this. What's your greatest memory of Superstar? That's grown up or watching him on TV. Of course, we know he's a bodybuilder for many years. Matt, what comes to mind when you think of superstar Billy Graham?
1: It was, like, before my time, but, like, going back and watching, like, his old matches with, like, Bruno and mm-hmm. stuff like that. He was, like, he pioneer. Said, he and said
0: Bruno. He did.
1: Whoa. He did. Whoa. That was the only entertaining thing about Bruno was his opponents.
2: It's going to rain. <laughs> <laughs>
1: well, in, that, in that little clip there. Good morning, Tom. Uh,
0: in that little opening clip, there was a picture of Bruno... Uh taking care of, uh, superstar, and not the sur- the full surfer, but he had his arm. And I added that one specifically for Chiefs. So.
2: I appreciate that. What's
0: your what's your fondest memory of Superstar?
2: Seeing Superstar and Dusty.
0: That was a great rivalry between the two. Seeing
2: Superstar and Dusty all over the country, Florida, then they go into into Atlanta. I don't know. I don't know if Superstar wrestled for the Crockett's or not. I'm not sure on that one. But I know, you know, then he went up and did it in his WWF territory mm-hmm. and definitely, you know, uh, feuded with uh, uh, Bruno. Right. And uh, of course, won the championship up there. Yeah, that's correct. Um, you know, one of the, I would say, the charismatic. He taught so many younger boys how to do it. Mm-hmm. And you know,
0: didn't they, Gorgeous George? They they attribute him to really being the first one that was um, flamboyant. It's not the word I'm looking for, but with the robe and coming in and being that different character. Then we have Superstar, who really kind of changed it up after coming off the uh, the uh, the circuit of posing and stuff. The the uh, what am I thinking of? Why am I blanking?
2: Um, uh, uh, well, anyway, he
0: was like Arnold Schwarzenegger, all the the muscle stuff that he was. Mushroom. Yeah, that thing. Okay. I don't know why I'm blanking on it. But good morning, Brandy. Good morning, Marshall everybody. Um, but then, of course, as time went on, I, my moment is I was in the garden the night Bob Backlund defeated superstar Billy Graham right. for his title. Right. But then when he made the resurgence and the colorful tights and the gray beard with the black streak down the middle and, and a whole different superstar was was presented. To the world
1: at that time.
2: Well, you know, you stop and think about it. You, you, the tie dye shirts and everything. right? Mm-hmm. I'm going to give you one name and I want you to think about it for a minute. The Minnesota governor, Jesse, the body Ventura. That's right. If you look at Jesse's stick mm-hmm. or character. Uh, Billy Graham was a great, great friend of his and mm-hmm. that's where that's where Jesse got his uh,
0: showmanship, sure. shall I say. And the and the look with the tie dye and all that yes. stuff. He will be missed. Um, with the earrings. With the earrings, exactly. He will be missed, and uh, I do want to say uh, thank you, Ronald, bodybuilding. I don't know why I can't think of that this morning. Um, also, to, on, uh, on another note, just yesterday, having nothing to do with wrestling, but the great Jim Brown passed away yesterday, former running back. 89 years old. 89, Jim Brown of of the Browns and uh, Syracuse University, one of my wife's good claim to fame for Syracuse. (laughs) As I I said, one of the toughest hard-nosed running backs in the business. He didn't veer off of would-be tacklers very much. He decided to run them over. Um, But in the chat room or if you're watching us on YouTube, uh, we appreciate you all. Uh, Drop into the chat your favorite superstar Billy Graham moment. Um, Let us know what you thought. Uh, of him as a performer what you remember most about him give us a call 702-992-3207 if you're on the apps listening we thank you very much for taking us on the go you're more than welcome to call us as well Uh, and of course uh, if you miss all of this on facebook or youtube of course remember in about 72 hours the show will be up and available on roku just make sure you download the wwdb tv channel to roku and you can get not only our show but all the uh um, multitude of shows that are available on WWDBTV. There's a bunch of them. There's plethora. a bunch of them too. Plethora, plethora. All right. With that, as always, good is, morning, sister. It is time to start off with.
2: I,
1: hear. wrong, story time.
0: And now, here is your storytelling host, Matt Mullen, the Mr. Rogers of the Fremont Street neighborhood. Take it away, Matt. What's happening in the neighborhood?
3: Story.
0: He started it. <laughs> <laughs> she voice activated is that what it is two out of three (laughs) (laughs) three.
1: trying to make my story time right here right now
2: (laughs)
0: yeah
1: all right matt take it away (laughs) all right i got a pretty funny one I get a call from denny's and they're like hey this guy or this girl's trying to destroy the store and like knock the whole podium over so i get over there and i'm like where are they at so i didn't see anybody in there but there was a bunch of stuff everywhere and they're like, do it that way. And I was like, all right, so I go running across the street. And then you hear all this noise in Viva Vegas. And like us and free me and Fremont Security kinda hit it at the same time. And the same person is trying to destroy Viva Vegas, the oh, yeah. like gift store. <clears throat> Ended up getting him in handcuffs. And realize it's like a guy dressed like a girl. Uh-huh. Like whatever, just wait for we'll call the cops. And this guy says he's trapped in Cardi B's body, <laughs> and was it Kim Kardashian as his baby mama? Oh boy! The weekend is his son, and it was just like this whole thing. And shockingly, he ended up in a place with like padded walls. No, say and it ain't so, Joe. Nah. Wow! Ambulance ended up coming, and they're like, "You're going to the." <laughs> we have a room for you we have a jacket with a very long couple sleeves for you
0: to to Mm -hmm. fit so you can scratch your back he had his own 72 hour
2: watch party
0: there you go hey by the way let let me remind everybody that our guests coming up at the start of the second hour I don't know what how much you can say about a seven-footer, and because he's already in the internet green room, I have to choose my words very carefully because he's been known to come through speakers and choke people out. he choke you out. I know. There's evidence of that we'll show in the second hour as well.
2: Is he a jabroni?
0: No, oh, he's oh, not a jabroni. Okay. Just checking. Good friend of mine, a good friend of the shows. we've had him on a few times. Yeah, we have. Jeff Bearden currently <clears throat> got a book out there, The Man Behind the Makeup. The man has so many names i can see the number of his business cards we have his book here on the podium we'll talk about it later it's on amazon so i know you can get it there there's a book cover right there uh the professional wrestling life and times of jeff bearden who wrestled as giant warrior big tiger steel colossus the gladiator and butch masters so well, Those are all big names, um, and well, he's a big guy. He's got to have big names to match his, you know, his his big height there. So we'll have Jeff coming up in the second hour. Be good to catch up with him. He's he's doing some great stuff. I'm a, uh, I'm now, a, yes, I'm going to order that. You're going to order the book? Oh yeah. Got
2: all you. right. So so I any I love wrestling books.
0: So anybody who buys a book during the show, uh, just double Wait, the price don't for you Jeff. do have an advantage when you're wrestling books; they can wrestle back. Right? <laughs> <laughs> I dropped the elbow. on <laughs> All right. With that, gentlemen, it's time to keep moving on with our first segment, time for... I hear voices. I'm so glad you didn't say story time. Rumor is (laughs) WWE (laughs) is planning a major character change for Bianca Belair and the Street Profits in the near future. Is this coming
1: off of uh, the Puerto Rico show where everybody was booing Bianca, you think? Could be the start of it, but I guess they want to turn them all heels, which I could see all three of them being actually really good at it. Well, they're all on the same show, so I kind of think they yeah. would have to kind of be the same, wouldn't they? Kind of, but they always make sure like the married couples are together, even when they do like drafts and stuff. Right. So you figure once Bianca was going somewhere, the street profits were going automatically.
2: I don't think it'll happen right away though, with the, the feud that Bianca's having with Oscar now, getting, yeah. s- getting sprayed in the face to list. She got again last night, yeah, got partially. partially. Yeah, she got the green mist last night. Right, right. So I don't, you know, I don't see. Eventually, I think it'll happen, but I don't think, you know, as as you guys say, there ain't
0: gonna be two heels wrestling against each other. <laughs> mm. We'll ask Jeff about his feeling on heels facing each other. Jeff is in the green room, so I know he can see us. So Jeff, just with a nod or a thumbs up, did you ever get? Did you ever mist people or use or vice versa? You know that green mist stuff. You did. Oh, we'll have to hear about that. So he's he's been misted, or mi- was the mister? He was Colossus. He can do anything he wants. Is yeah, Colossus? It's a green hornet. Yeah. It's a green. Okay. <laughs> That's right. All right. Uh, rumor is WWE sees Solo Sikoa and Gunther as main event stars for the next ten years. That's a long way out to predict that, <laughs> don't
1: you guys think? I mean, ten years not saying like 10 years from now they're saying for the next 10 years no i understand i understand Uh, but it's but but in order to have that
0: main event stars at some point would they not to eventually hold the heavy a heavyweight title not just the tag or internet or intercontinental title
2: is is the if one of them holds wins the heavyweight title right does the intercontinental title then become relevant again
1: I think it is relevant, just because Gunther's held it so long, and that it has like prestige with, to
0: it. I don't disagree with you. I, I, think, I agree. I think for that, it's a matter of if Gunther or when Gunther loses, whoever beats him, if that individual can sustain the the heightened. Uh, 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 focus on the ic belt that gunther has given it the last what almost two years now year and a half yes. When he beat, uh, Naka, he beat nakamura for it didn't he correct ricochet ricochet oh ricochet that's right so whoever it's going to be after him as then they put gunther at some point into a main title scene i think that next person has to maintain its relevancy with that belt just like gunther has uh-huh. so
2: so does solo hold one championship belt on one of the TV shows, and Gunther holds the other one on the other show. Is that what's going to happen?
1: Could be at some point. I think they're eventually just going to put him in like the main event status. But the way it's looking, I wouldn't be surprised if Solo is the one to beat Roman Reigns. I've said that all along. Yeah, we've been saying that for a long I, time. I, uh, yeah,
2: absolutely. Well, did you? Did,
1: and that's like putting the direct rocket on somebody and being right.
2: like, "Did you see? Did you see uh, SmackDown yesterday?" When uh, the Usos come in and attacked uh, uh, K.O. and uh, Sammy the, and Roman, stormed out of the ring and hit hit solo and solo just turned around, and didn't, you know, just straight face and just looked at him like and Roman, Roman, the look on Roman's face like I fucked up.
0: <laughs>
2: so well, that could be
0: happening. They're, they're still with the bloodline has been so relevant for two years now. Now, with the continuing in whatever the breakup of the faction is going to be, even if the bloodline does disintegrate fully and everybody's kind of going their own way, there's still always be that underlying story of them facing each other, going against each other as former bloodline members, family, and all that stuff. I have to say, as much as we've bitched about WWE creative over the years, we're we're here almost three years talking on, on this show. They've really done a super job with the bloodline. I'm hoping, though, Paul Heyman has had some input on the direction as part of creative for the bloodline, which I think we all agree is sort of happening. Yeah. But I think WWE has done a pretty good job with making this story relevant for this long and That's has so many ways they can go down the line to still keep it relevant to some degree. I agree. So and kudos the, to them. We have and, to give them props for that and, one at uh,
2: Let's realize two things. One, there's still one more brother to come up. Mm-hmm. Right and two, there's a female cousin that I think sometime is going to come into the bloodline fold. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. Once she leaves NXT. Right. So, I I don't think we've seen the last. I don't think we've seen the last of the bloodline. Okay. We the,
0: some of them may go separate ways, but right. I still think there's going to there's going to still always be the attachment. Yes. I mean, I think if 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 when Solo wins a heavyweight title, right? Would it be safe to say that he'll replace Roman as the head of the table? Well, and he'll be asked to be
2: acknowledged? Well, aren't they saying that Romans I mean all right, let me back up. <laughs> what 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 hey, we, we read we read sometimes what we, uh, read, uh, some t- t- what we <laughs> read sometimes or we hear isn't necessarily true. Mm-hmm. No. However comma. However, comma, right. I forget what my thought was going to be, <laughs> son of a
0: bitch. All right, so you think about that. Let's go oh, to the left. La- oh, oh, okay, he remembered.
2: Ro- uh, isn't Roman supposed to go away for a an extended, extended, break. Ex- extended break or something?
1: Uh, Until SummerSlam, I would imagine
0: i'm
2: just you know it wouldn't asking. be
1: the first time we've had a
0: champion not be seen doing anything for 90 days bef- you know before defending a title no, as far as i'm yeah. concerned that guy can stay away he well don't, i, oh, I he don't need to come back based on history that's what's yes, happened yes. you know
2: so but you know in saying that does roman bec- or does solo become the head of the uh household
0: so to speak in a way, if he gets one of those heavyweight belts around his waist and the, and the bloodline as we know it today, in my opinion, I think he becomes the new anointed head of whatever the faction will look like when he becomes champion. And I read also Triple H's love in the faction and is trying to build more factions within WWE as well. He loves that routine. So we may see somehow the new bloodline 2.0 down the line. You know what I would love to see? Mm-hmm. And, and, it, and, and
2: this is... Just my thought. I would love to see Solo Sokola and Karrion Cross in a match.
1: Oh yeah, absolutely. Oh yeah, for sure. I would love as long as The Rock is still in that family. Solo and Roman are the head of like the picnic table <laughs> the picnic table, and Roman or The Rock's the head of the real table. <laughs> the adults that needs to be addressed on wwe television right? could, at some point I like that commercial get your shit together yeah, wwe like the there commercial. you go all right
0: last rumor before we go to break wwe back? might move smackdown from fridays and if they do what day of the week should it be run my first question is why would they be looking to remove it from smackdown what's happening on friday that they would want to move it i mean aew has got the new show popping up on the saturday uh what other night of the week is there there Sunday. really isn't. I would not, I, in my opinion, I wouldn't run any, any stuff on, on Sundays, but that's just my opinion. People more are out right, and about. They used to Sunday mornings. They used to run that show with Todd Pettengill. But that was more like a review show. Wasn't a, it wasn't like still, a show now. It was still a wrestling show. So yes, it was. Yes, still it was. a wrestling show. But it's not on anymore.
1: <laughs> I could see Vince being real petty and like going, moving into like Wednesdays or Friday or Wednesdays or. Saturdays, is to mess with collision or
2: dynamite. I'm not. I'm. I'm not going to say. I'm not going to say Vince wouldn't do that, but I would think that. To me, that's stupidity because you're. you're You've already lost AEW. What, what's the old saying? You spite your nose to, you know,
1: save your face or yeah, something, something
2: like that. <laughs> well, that, that Clap would, your
1: nose to spite your
2: face. That's it, Vince. That's, that's the what, old guy. That's uh, what Vince would be doing. In my mind, if he if he switched it, if he went off for Friday, you keep, you know, you don't want to you don't want to match up with your predecessors, you know, you, you don't want to marry you, your opponents, so to speak.
0: Well, AEW, the Monday
1: Night Wars were kind of a thing, and it was kind of a big deal. That was <laughs> a, that was a
0: different era, though. But NXT already lost to AEW Dynamite on a Wednesday. WWE lost to AEW. That's why NXT's on Tuesday i would not in my opinion to try to go on the same night against dynamite or even against the new show on saturday in my opinion does not make sense they already have proof of the pudding they couldn't do it against a company that was just starting even though it was nxt now we don't know what raw or smackdown could do against dynamite ratings wise maybe you test it but nxt and a lot of the nxt people are now wrestling on the main roster and nxt could not beat in the ratings AEW dynamite i don't know that i would go back to the well so quickly
2: I gotta say, um, I, I've been watching the wrestling shows I hope so. because I can I can get them early, so it's before my bedtime, like five o'clock in the afternoon. I can watch them now, you know. So I can go to bed at eight or eight thirty or whatever. Uh, but anyway, um, uh, I would think, and this is just my opinion, you keep her all Monday, all right? You you put. NXT on Tuesday. You got AEW Wednesday. There's nothing. Well, Impact, if you can get Impact is Thursday. Friday Smackdown and AEW. And then Saturday's going to be the other AEW Collision. Show. That's the name of the show, the show on Saturday. Collision, okay. So so we're going to have basically we we're, we're going to have wrestling 6 days a week.
0: In theory, with as much that's out there now. uh, And there's more. Oh, of course. Of course. I mean, MLW and all the others. And you want to go on Fight TV to order New New Japan. Japan Right, sure. There's more than enough wrestling to make seven days a week, but nobody really talks about all those other fringe organizations for the sake of a better word. Everybody seems to focus more on AEW and WWE because they're the prominent ones that have the contracts that are on the national scene um so we can we do you're right you already have wrestling seven days a week because of youtube because of dvrs because of all that stuff but the prominent thing is where's where's vince going to make his his mark we'll have to see what happens i would like to see it not move to to tell you the truth um ben Hall suggests good morning ben sunday could just be pay-per-view day i kind of like it on a saturday night personally because then you don't have to worry about staying up late sunday to go into uh, uh work uh Thomas says our our historian, I I thought he was supposed to be working. Uh, Could Roman being pissed at the twins all be a swerve? And Jimmy and Jay actually helped Roman and solo win the belts, the tag belts? No. And in Thomas's opinion, Smackdown would destroy dynamite in the ratings All right, with that we are running behind in our first break, we're going to step aside because coming up at the bottom of the hour ish, we'll have Chiefs rant. We'll keep talking about some WWE. And just a reminder, top of the hour our guest Jeff Bearden the giant warrior, he is waiting patiently and hopefully being entertained by us. Uh, if not, we're entertaining ourselves, if nonetheless, and everybody out there. Thank you for watching. TCA, Thoughts Count Anywhere. We'll be right back.
1: <laughs> this is John Cena. I just, I, just, I just wanted to send you a congratulations on your podcast. Thoughts Count Anywhere. Because indeed they do. Thoughts are important. I mean, what would they, we do without them? And
0: how can they not count anywhere? I just, is there a place that thoughts don't count I can't think of one. Well, I just wanted to say thank you very much,
1: congratulations, and good luck on the podcast. Thoughts come anywhere, because they do.
3: Infinite Wellness, a woman-owned family clinic in the heart of Las Vegas specializing in regenerative medicine. Our stem cell and exome
2: therapies have helped patients avoid surgery, repair joint tears, improve CTE symptoms, become pain-free, and continue activities they have grown to love. Whether you need to begin your health journey, stay at your peak, break through a barrier, repair your body, turn back the signs of aging, or boost your beauty, Infinite Wellness can help you achieve your goals and reach your potential. (laughs)
0: <laughs> good morning all welcome back wow i had say I, <laughs> I thought that was pretty good it what? was oh, and you called me at a time we're coming back i couldn't <laughs> respond to it Just <laughs> <laughs> yes welcome back to thoughts count anywhere 702-992-3207 Our question of the day is, what is your fondest memory of Superstar Billy Graham? Of course, he passed away this past week. And that's one question I want to ask Jeff when we get him is if he ever crossed paths with Superstar at all during any point and get his opinion and thoughts on that as well. We'll ask Jeff about that. Thank you for watching. No matter what platform you're watching, Facebook, YouTube, and Roku down the line, we appreciate making us as successful as we are because of you all out there. Okay, Uh, just a quick – oh, go. You have something you want to share?
2: I do. Our good friend, Mr. Scott Hosey, Power Play Sports and Collectibles, Sports Cards, Toys and Collectibles Show, Sam's Town Hotel and Casino, August 26th and 27th and November 4th and 5th. So come on out. Come see us. We're going to be doing
0: our podcast out there, I do believe. We're going to be doing that. Aaron Zaro will be out there as well. That is correct.
2: Some guy named Aaron's going to be doing there. I, I don't know who don't the know. hell it is. I don't and, know. And I don't care either. Neither do I. But anyway.
0: <laughs> Me either. <laughs> well, it's mom. Giggity. Anyway. Um, no, well, she, is, she, has a, she has a sky
2: view. <laughs> anyway, Scott, come out and see us. Support Scott. Support Powerplay Sports and Collectibles. Again, August 26th, 27th at Sam's Town.
0: By the way, congratulations to the Golden Knights. Uh, big win last night, four overtimes. Uh, now taking a 1-0 lead against Dallas, which is why I'm supporting the Knights cap today. Just we do not little... even have that in them. No, I'm just kind of jo- – I got my own notes here. Yeah. All but... right, let's go to the WWE report. That's right. Oh, NHL yeah. playoffs? Okay. Right yeah, well, you look at the back. I look at the front. <laughs> All right, let's talk about Seth Rollins. Seth Rollins missed Raw last night, and as has been noted uh, this past week, uh, Matt, he's been involved in a, the new Captain America movie. Is that right? Yeah, he plays like one of the villains in the movie. So what
1: kind of creep in the plans could that make for WWE in terms of him if he were to win the new belt? I don't know. They also said, like, there's, he might miss a couple more Raws to finish filming the movie. But if WWE's plan is to have like a full time world heavyweight champion, that kind of puts a little crimp in their plans. But it's also Seth Rollins. So I don't know what they're going to do. I don't see AJ winning next Saturday, but you never know. Apparently, WWE has some kind of big plan to make this belt prestigious from the jump. So I don't know what they're planning on doing. Well, they're, they're also pushing it as a belt that
0: acknowledges all the different eras of WWE. Like there's a piece of uh, uh, Bruno's belt in the in the creation at the top and all that sort of stuff. So as a legacy belt. Yeah. If they want to make it something you know, outstanding, I think they have the legs to do it just because of the design of the belt. But I'm concerned, though, is that plans will change because I realize Seth is going to miss the next couple of Raws. But next week is the match. One week from today is the match for that belt. How many Raws could he be missing after that, based on his requirements for the movie, and not defend or present the belt? Yeah, that—that's what my concern is with that. And who would they put it on from Raw, presumably, if he loses the match? Who else is—I don't. At the top of my head, he's facing AJ. Could AJ win it for one night or something, and then somebody from Raw—he comes over to Raw
1: to flaunt it, and somebody from Raw comes out and they have a match that next night and keep it on Raw. Could be something like that. I'd not mind Cody winning it, but well, they sound figured out what to do with the ladies' belts. Yes. Let it's me not that belt.
2: We let, don't know. Let me throw it. Let, let me throw it this way.
1: Must be somebody that has been here for if, six months, if, been fully on TV every year. If, if
2: if Seth's doing this film, which we know he is, according to you, we've seen him. Okay. Um and they put the belt on Seth Rollins. I would think WWE's got enough money that wherever he needs to be, they can do a private jet and get his ass there before the show. I don't think it's a problem.
0: Okay. All right? That's going to be based
1: Depends on the filming,
2: where they're schedule.
0: filming it Right. And, and the schedule for filming. Well, I'm but a... the possibility exists.
1: Like if they're filming it in Australia or something. Well, right.
0: no. No, no. If, if they're...
2: If, where the hell where are they filming it? at? Oh, I don't know. I would assume they're filming it in California.
0: Not necessarily. They feel really like of these Georgia, Canada? Canada or they sometimes go overseas. But uh, I hear what you're saying. I mean, but, it makes but, sense. Yeah.
2: I mean, come on. If they if they want him at the show, you know, they're gonna get him at the show. Because if they didn't want him to do the movie they would have told him at this time you right. can't do the movie.
0: and another thing they could do is is that they can do a vignette if the filming is in a relatively reachable area a vignette well have somebody attack him or approach him about the belt on the movie set yeah creating that feud so when he's done yeah. fighting or filming then he can come back and take care of the feud this with that true. individual so this could be behind the scenes stuff to move that but, along. but i want to i want to i want to i want to Did you find out? It's being filmed in Atlanta.
2: Okay, so so
3: right on the screen.
0: Oh, Oh, thanks, Thomas. You should be working, not paying attention. Uh, Okay, so it's being filmed, uh, well, it's doable, wherever their shows are. Maybe yeah. maybe the next couple of rows. and I don't know where they're coming from yeah. after Saudi Arabia, but maybe they're all on the East Coast or close enough to well, make a I, one-hour I, plane I ride.
2: up a little bit in the Cincinnati and, and Cleveland. And all reachable from Atlanta within a couple hours on a private jet, so oh, it's shoot, doable. On a private jet, you can go th- from Atlanta to, ca- to California in three hours. Right. So it's doable if the show is within I'm area. Just, I'm just saying. No, but, it makes but, sense. But let me let me go to a different route. Okay. Let me ask this question. What is wrong with putting the belt on
0: AJ Styles? Nothing at all. Because you know how he does it. <laughs> <laughs> Cheap plug for John's show. Um, the only thing, I, you're right. There would be nothing wrong with him having the belt except when they announced the belt it was supposed to be a raw specific belt was it not yeah that's yes. the, that's the only caveat to AJ unless he wins it and the entire OC moves over to raw yeah was it
2: wasn't there something said there that, that uh, people could shift well they, they could shift people anytime I'm sure so you know maybe One faction goes over to Raw and another faction goes over to
0: SmackDown. So let's say they come over to Raw after if AJ were to win it, what three wrestlers or what faction that's on Raw right now would you shift over to SmackDown as a swap?
2: All right. I I mean, I don't know. I'm I'm not sure. Just answer me this question. Sure. You know the big guys that come out with the Vikings, Viking Raiders? Are are they
0: on Raw? Off the top of my head, I don't recall. If There's on, been so much movement. Because if
2: they're on Raw with what's-her-name, they could move them over to SmackDown. Except
0: she's not a wrestler. If you want three wrestlers uh, moving, to, two, moving to Raw from SmackDown, I would think SmackDown would want three performing wrestlers over there. I th- but but I the think, Viking Raiders is who you're talking about. I think about. she is, Sarah Logan. I think she is a wrestler, isn't she? Well, she hasn't been in the ring since well, her return, though. Yeah, but she is a wrestler. Oh, well, absolutely. So absolutely. That, that could be a Sure, absolutely. I, you know,
2: I'm, I, I'm just thinking off the top of my head that's pretty damn good right? <laughs> that was very good
1: thank you ronald young just said thomas Burnett, go back to work you've just been fired from the show <laughs> and uh, ronald does clarify that they are on smackdown
0: oh then there thomas is. says they're a part of raw all right you guys figure it out hey, any anyway uh t- tom thomas i hope your dad's doing yes well. absolutely prayers
2: out to your dad absolutely
0: all right with that we are at the bottom of the hour which can only mean one thing, it is time to ring the bells and sound the horns. Why? <laughs> me, 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 me. Because it is time for the Chief's Rant.
3: General of Quarters, General of Quarters, all hands man your battle stations. Set material conditions Ziba throughout the ship. Make Ziba report to DC Central.
2: Because the chief says so. All right, folks, my three minutes of fame now, 258. I got two quick things for my rant today. It's not really a rant. Number one, school ends Monday. That is correct, sir. So summer school starts the following week. So please, 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 Monday. Please be careful uh, in the school zones because I'm sure there's going to be children are going to be very excited getting out of school, especially the little ones. Uh, Then we're going to have the jabronis uh, in high school that are going to be uh, peeling out and all that stuff. So we have to watch that. The other thing is, real quick, last night EDC started in Mm -hmm. town. They're expecting... Uh, 500,000 people Friday night, Saturday night, Sunday night, uh, to attend the EDC out at the speedway. So traffic's going to be jacked up. My, uh, my heart goes out to my colleague here, Mr. Matt, uh, because you're going to have to deal with them down, uh, down where you work brother. So, uh. My prayers are with you for the next couple nights. That's a nice view.
1: My prayers for them skimpy outfits. Please, <laughs> please pray for me, everybody. Yes.
0: And with that, that is the Chiefs rant today. So EDC, for those who don't know, stands for Electric Daisy Carnival. But my wife and I were invited uh, to to join a group of people to go to the Comedy Cellar at the Rio last night. And the host comic for the comics were great there last night. We had a great time, but the host comic. Commented about EDC about the outfits, and he says, "It's crazy to have all these women with these skimpy outfits for for the erectile dysfunction convention." <laughs> That's what he said. EDC <laughs> <stand laughs> <for him>. Man, <laughs> well, some of them girls wearing dental floss? Oh my them. god! I don't know; it disappeared. I couldn't tell. I mean, like, <laughs> I had
2: a I had a friend text me yesterday, wanting to sell, uh, wanting me to sell ice out of EDC for eight hours, mm-hmm. twenty six dollars an hour. I don't doubt it cash
0: or w2 employee cash no, what are you nice. doing sitting here <laughs> you get paid at night you get paid at night hey, exactly can you believe that That i know that the people go out there to work i mean that's it's it's a good deal if you have three days it's of stamina grueling. it's it is grueling because you're on your feet all those yeah. hours for sure
2: and you're asking me why i'm
0: here I, <laughs> Yeah. I know. <laughs> All right. Speaking of titles, last night there was a situation. Was on, that short enough? That was, no. You were fine. You take that. That's cool. But but the school thing is is correct. Even though school's oh, yeah. out, we still please. keep an eye out for kids. But keep in mind, summer school extended uh school year for three weeks begins the Tuesday after Memorial Day. Five days a week will end. The last day will be June 16th. So there's still three more weeks of where schools will be. Active. All right, Liv Morgan, uh, due to her undisclosed injury, apparently has was bad enough now. Even though reports early said it wasn't serious, oh, it. the ladies had to vacate the tag titles, and now there's a fatal four way next week, uh, where Raquel Gonzalez has an opportunity to pick a mystery partner to stay in the tournament. Uh, um, any has there? I have not been able to find anything. Has there been any? um news on what the injury is obviously it's a lot more severe than expected if she had if they had to take the belts off of them
1: I haven't heard anything of what the actual
0: injury is man. okay unless it's just a way to get them off them and have Rhonda and Shane actually win them in a
1: fatal four way uh, get better because
0: then they have uh, uh Bailey and EO uh, as a team uh Chelsea Green and Sonya as a team and as forementioned, Baszler and Rhonda and uh Raquel and a mystery partner um, so, uh, with that, um, I have <laughs> these no, guys in there. They I are have, on Raw, by they're, the way, the Viking Raiders. They're battling. I know, they're battling. We're going ha- to have to have, what did they do? Uh, MTV, go to your rooms. MTV, sorry, come <laughs> out swinging. The MTV, what was the, the we, puppet? We uh, need, the the we clay. Need, celebrity we, Death Man. There you go. We, we, need, need, celebrity to, Death we Man. need
2: to get Matt to come up with a a dummy up title, wrestling <laughs> title for these two guys. This, <laughs> Uh, and and, and it, it, it can be a verbal uh, f- how in, about from Vegas dumb and, from and the, <laughs> from Vegas in Florida.
1: If only there was like a title made for the you podcast. You want to hear the most annoying might... sound in the world?
2: <laughs> Go ahead. I, I should put so that. was talking
1: about getting titles made, I was like, only if there was like a Thoughts Count Anywhere title somewhere in existence mm. that like mm. someone could fight for mm. that would make them a co-host and Ooh. maybe it's somewhere real close, maybe already, Ronald, Ronald said uh, that he thinks- Oh, wait Jeff. wait, Jeff, all right, pop Jeff in here real quickly. He's
0: raising his hand. Hang on, we're gonna bring Jeff Bearden in because he wants to respond to Please welcome Jeff Bearden to the show, buddy. How are you? I'm doing great, how y'all doing? Good, you had a thought of what we were just talking about, obviously.
3: No, I just think it'd be great for me to finally have a match with you for that belt.
0: Oh, no, 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 with me? Yeah. Why? Why me?
3: Well, we started something a few years ago. I'll rough.
0: I'll be the rough. No problem. Does that mean I have to I have to get a belt that's titled Good Guys of Pro Wrestling for Old Time's sake? Go. Oh there
1: my you uh,
0: There you go. There it is, ladies and gentlemen. Back to the past. Jeff and I a number of years ago co-hosted a, a Good Guys of Pro Wrestling on Fox Sports. At the time and uh, we decided for stupidity on my part to recreate the andre the giant bob Euchre, scene wrestlemania one and uh, if you notice since that picture i lost a few pounds that's because he's actually squeezed it out of me i really never did the sleeve surgery
1: <laughs> he
0: squeezed the shit out of me he, of me. Oh, he just kept squeezing and squeezing and a i lot just of shit. a lot of shit you ain't <laughs> get it. it's better than probiotics i'll tell you uh but uh yeah so i found that this morning i thought jeff would get a kick out of it but i but i will say this you know most seven feet Individuals, when we see them on screen, are monsters, and Jeff portrayed and did a great job with that. But I will tell you, Jeff is one of the nicest guys. Now that, he, and I say this because you're 2,000 miles away from me, and you are <laughs> not wrestling anymore. Uh, but I, you know, obviously, I've uh, good friends with him and his wife Brittany, and actually, his wife Brittany helped finish up my book. She was the ghostwriter to help me finish and publish the book. Um, Smart lady, uh, Jeff. I'll tell you what, Jeff is a, is a great guy, and, and you talk about history. You want to talk about a guy that's got knowledge in his head. Um, outside of the book where he tells his story, um, uh, this is a guy that I gotta get you back on the air, dude, to do something on a regular basis. That's the bottom line. Maybe we'll get rid of the world and Thomas. We'll just have Jeff as our co host. What do you think about that? Would that be an upgrade? That's just, <laughs> the, 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 right? of, you could come out of retirement for that? Sure. All right, we could do it this way. Oh shit. <laughs> wait, a Maybe. wait a minute no
2: i ain't doing no three on one <laughs> hell no <laughs> no nope. that's where chief draws the line <laughs> no
1: drop the anchor on chief
0: that's right. yeah <laughs> that was a good one i like that that was good Weird. yeah the thing is is that jeff had so many personalities as i alluded to in his introduction earlier i don't know that i'd want to face any one of them every one of them as i start as i've read the book just as nasty as them all. And we read story, we watched the show Dark Side of the Ring, and we saw the stories of guys wrestling in Mexico and guns and fighting, and you know, oh, all yeah. that. When you you said you're gonna get the book, when you get oh, yeah, it, the yeah. opening chapter alone. <laughs> I, I don't know how to describe it where he literally was stabbed, and this is just in the opening chapter that was in Mexico, wasn't it? No, it's in South Africa. That's what I said. South Africa, it's just east of Mexico. <laughs> I was no matter what name
1: he went by at the time, he so got to be like, I know
0: exactly. Nope, trust me. I, <laughs> you should see him next to my wife. You want to see a funny? Did, ass you, picture?
1: <laughs> did you ever wrestle
2: down in the Cologne area down in Puerto Rico at all? Oh yeah. oh, yeah. So that was,
0: my, that was
3: really my first big start.
2: So, you seen the craziness then?
3: Oh, yeah.
0: It's, it's just nuts. It's just that. Uh, so, you know what, Jeff, if you don't mind, you're, can you stick with us from this point forward? Sure. All right. Why not? We got you. Are you good till, 11, till the show's done? Yeah, I'm good. All right. So now introducing our celebrity special guest co-host for today's <laughs> show. Yes. Well, we'll get to the book at the top of the hour, only because that's where I've been telling people we'll actually talk about that. So we're going to have some fun. We're going to just keep talking topics. Chime in. Uh, we'll turn to you to any thoughts you might have um, on anything we're talking. Do you have any thoughts on anything we've already talked about? The belts, the heavy, this new belt that uh, Seth Rollins may win against AJ. Anything along any of that? You know, I worried about the whole <laughs>
3: movie situation with Seth and stuff. I mean, Seth, I think is the right person to put it on. He's kind of been the big carrier and stuff overall for the last you know, last while. So, I mean, I, I would, I really look at him to put it on Seth. But I'm, you know, y'all were talking about earlier. So, I don't know what the shooting schedule is and stuff for the, for that movie he's doing with Captain America.
0: Right. Well, it'll be interesting to see how that pans out. As we as we saw during the logistics, if he's filming in Atlanta and some of the upcoming RAWs are within a couple of hour jet flight time, it's conceivable if the schedule works that you know he can go back and forth and do what needs to be done for the title. Um, did you cross paths with superstar Billy Graham? No, I never got the chance to. So, if I've, you
3: know, I've got a, a friend of mine that was really good friends with him and stuff. That's also. Uh, you know next an wrestler and stuff and a very big you know wrestling historian bill anderson and they were really close and stuff he said it was just kind of heartbreaking to watch billy fade yeah but i mean come he with- was such a great figure in wrestling i mean he was really the first he was really the next one to take gorgeous george and the, the ali type of interview stuff he was really the first one to get going after
2: you know after gorgeous george Right, you know, and I, I was going to say when Aaron, when Aaron said that, my first thought was Gorgeous George, then Buddy Rogers, and then Superstar.
3: Yeah, Rogers stuff was
0: up there too. Yeah, it's it's uh, the the lineage of performers when you look at like they talk about it in pro football. You know, a head coach has its tree of coaches that branch off like Bill Parcells when he coached, you have Sean Payton, of course you have Bill Belichick, et cetera. When you look at guys like Gorgeous George and then Superstar and you start building the trees of who kind of took a little bit of each of them. Ancestry.com has nothing that some of these wrestling (laughs) traditions have been passed on. You know what I'm saying? It's, you know, you look at today because then you could go to, you know, uh, Jesse Ventura, like you mentioned, Ric Flair, of course, you know, you can go right down the line, right? Um, it's, it's, yeah, it's, it's just nuts how the lineage is there, but that's part of wrestling history, right? I mean, yeah, sure, in sure. other sports, you could talk to a, a, an athlete today and we'll just use football for an example only because Jim Brown passed away yesterday. Yeah. You can talk to some of these young players coming into football now, coming out of college. They may not even know who Jim Brown is or Barry Sanders. Well, wrestling though, seems to be very different because it just seems everybody knows the lineage of history of the golden era of pro wrestling and I'm there I'm talking about let's say pre-75 or pre-80 even though here we talk about 90s is our dividing line but you go 80s back I would think it's really the true golden era of pro wrestling where you have all those great names Bruno's and you know Larry Abisko and of course going even further back Jeff
3: oh yes yeah. so, I mean that was probably the golden age and stuff was like mid 70s to 90s I would say
2: 70s to 90s. That's fair. See, i see, I think about it. And, you know, superstar comes out. The first guy that came to my mind was Jesse Ventura.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Okay, mm-hmm. if if Jesse didn't steal Superstar's character, his, his 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 appearance, the multicolors, everything. You know, and and Jesse carried it forward. But you look at it today, well, I think about it and, and, you know, maybe it's uh, um, uh, Big E and the the boys wearing the tie dye and all Mm -hmm. that. Maybe they Mm -hmm. took a little bit of that from Superstar and they're moving it forward, you know. uh, So we don't lose it.
0: Right. We don't lose it. It carries forward. It's yes. a legacy, it yes. is what is what happens. So all right, let's get back to our to our list here and we'll pick up a couple other topics. John Cena says he wishes he could still be in WWE every day, but his body, of course, just can't do it anymore and doesn't want to give the fans a bad product. Um we all I think we're all in agreement that he's he's done as a full-time performer. Oh, yeah. He's been that way for a handful of years, especially with his movies and TV stuff. I appreciate the fact that he recognizes that he doesn't want to go in there and not provide 100 percent that he can and has been known to do, and not give a good product, a good match. True. I think we saw this last appearance against Theory was not a long match. I think we can all see. It. I saw what I thought was some ring rust and and things that just were not Cena esque in tradition. Uh, I'm happy that he acknowledges that that maybe yeah. you know it's it, I'm done. He hasn't said I'm retired. However, your thoughts on on Cena's
1: perspective on this? I think it's definitely good that he sees it like that because there's a lot of wrestlers out there that are that'll just keep going, and he doesn't want to tarnish his legacy like that. Mm-hmm. But you can kind of tell at like WrestleMania 39 that like full Cena was just not there. Right. Right. Because like he left the ring, and he like walked by us. He was so out of breath that <laughs> he blew up. Is what yeah. they say. He right? was. He's definitely used to the movie schedules. <laughs> that's
0: right, movie schedules and uh, his the TV show.
2: I think you went to the bar with Ric Flair and they <laughs> talked about it and Rick told him, said, that's it, don't do it. Anymore. Don't do it anymore. I, that's my impression. That's do you what think he I, talked to Ric
1: Flair I, about
2: yeah. retiring? That's what I think happened. You know, if you remember Flair's retirement oh, sure. when he sure. talked about him and Cena closing the bar at three yep. something in the yep. morning. That's the reference I was making.
0: Jeff when you saw performing on a regular basis, how you retired how many years ago? Uh two thousand okay, seventeen. Okay, and you wrestled I'm sorry. Okay, and you wrestled for how many years? Almost thirty one. So, shit. well, it's not bad for a guy who's only thirty-five, right? Yeah, no shit. Um, so here you are, you're six years removed, seven years removed from that retirement announcement or decision. Was there any ever? Was there any inkling or itch that came to you and said, a couple of years later after you retired, you know what? I got one more match in me. Or did you know you were D U N done six years ago?
3: Yeah, I. You know, there's always that hope or the. The, the wish and stuff of wanting to get back in the ring again, you know? Cause I mean, I miss the performing part of it. I miss being in front of the crowds, but I, I pretty well knew and stuff when I did my last match and stuff that I was, um, that it, it was time for me to stop. And then of course, you know, as you know, Aaron stuff, I got diagnosed with, uh, with Parkinson's, Parkinson's. Uh, about Parkinson's. five months after I had my last match. So
0: right. Yeah. Right. The, you're done. Yeah, with that diagnosis, I could see the the closure for sure. Um, it's it's curious, you know, getting that itch, but Cena at least recognizes it uh, and and is going to uh, keep that in mind moving forward. All right, um, yes, sir. You're going to have the pen there. Let's see what's the next topic we want to go to. WWE's quest to legalize gambling may be needing some <laughs> uh, who actually thought that was going to happen. <laughs> Well, they they don't they they have in the past on on I'm still going to call them pay per views screw the ple stuff, um, in match things like who's going to be the first to deliver, you know this kind of move or whatever during a match or whatever. But mm. I I I think it's a farce that they're even that some company I don't know, it, was, it wasn't DraftKings it was one of the other ones um, thinking about putting betting on pro wrestling. I mean, come on,
1: really. We got a with somebody in the company. Be like, I'm gonna be rich. Yes. <laughs> hey, the script writers will be able to. Reach
0: That's out. right. That's right. Talk about insider trading. Yeah. Bray um, White has been removed from all internal rosters. Uh, however, um, they have not. They've got him on like some deactivation list, like uh, uh, like an injured performer would be. <laughs> um, Jeff, what's your take on the situation of Bray Wyatt? Obviously, when, when they brought him back, there was huge fanfare. They did the Uncle Howdy storyline a little bit with uh, with Alexa. That's all gone away. We haven't seen Bray in quite some time.
3: You know, I don't know what the, the situation is. I'd love to know what it is that's supposed to be wrong with him. But I mean, it, it, in some ways and stuff, it kind of felt like they got him out there. They did the big white rabbit thing. And. They didn't really know where to go after that. I mean, I don't think L.A. Knight was the right person to put him in, and that match was terrible that they had on that pay-per-view. You know, so I, I don't know, except, I mean, I know he, he's a very well-liked character that people would like to see come back, but right, he will, who
0: knows? What's your thoughts on it, guys? Bray Wyatt. Okay, you were going to. On Bray? Yeah. Obviously, his return I, was not wanna... the
2: good. I want Bray to come back when Bray's able to come back mm-hmm. and when Bray and the WWE get together and come up with a game plan itself. I think it do not I don't I don't think everything was worked out before they asked him to come back. Well, if it wasn't, shame opinion. on them because
1: they certainly have plenty of time. Just, just my opinion. Yeah, no, no, of course. You know, and, well, they literally just hired a new WWE writer solely for Bray Wyatt, so I'm hoping that's a good sign he comes back. But I think the whole reason he's gone is it's got to be like a mental health thing at this point because he never wrestled enough to get like physically hurt, right? So I think it's no, no. I think it's more a mental health thing and he's just not like mentally in the right spot to be wrestling and leaving his family and, and it could be a numerous amount of things but I think all the fans want Bray Wyatt back and maybe the Fiend come back or the whole thing with Alexa or right. Right. There's plenty of storylines and stuff they can do and I think um when t-
0: during this return, Boat Dallas – I mean, Uncle Howdy was probably more physical than Bray Wyatt <laughs> was during the run. True. So, got a point.
2: I was going to ask Jeff. Jeff, do you, do you know uh, or have you ever met Bray's father or uncle in yes. the business?
3: Yeah. me you know, Mulligan, I did. Yeah. They uh, – before – let's see. I guess I was in high school and stuff after the funks had sold – the Amarillo story, the territory and stuff to Blackjack Mulligan and Dick Murdoch.
2: OK,
0: OK. So I got
3: to go Mulligan a little bit during that time.
0: Okay. Jeez. Talk about two guys, Murdoch and Blackjack Mulligan. Holy crap. Oh,
3: what a pair of those two uh, guys. <laughs> exactly. exactly. But then
2: throw Dusty in with them, and then you really got a trio.
3: Oh, well, then add Terry Funk, and then, I mean, then you really got it going.
2: Well, well <laughs> but then if you add Funk, you got to add Bruiser Brody. Yeah.
3: Did you ever face Brody? No, I I got to meet him a couple of times in high school and stuff. When um, the Von Ericks bought the the Amarillo territory and stuff from Mulligan and Murdoch, then I got to know the Von Ericks a little bit and Brody as well.
0: You, you not too long ago, Jeff, and you have to refresh my memory. You were inducted into a wrestling Hall of Fame out that way, correct? Yeah, the
3: Southern Pro Wrestling Hall of Fame in 2015. Um,
0: yeah, right. so he's a hall of famer uh, himself. So congratulations on that. I want to. I'm, I'm looking in the chat room because these guys are blowing uh, up. I got. I a, blocked them. I got. I,
1: I got, got, got a, two of those japs.
2: I got a. I got.
1: Temporodic.
2: I got to become friends with you on Facebook. God, I got. I want to talk to you, do
0: He got that one
2: Yeah, buddy.
0: He'll only want to talk about Bruno San Martino. Anyway, Are <laughs> no, you sure? You know a lot of that you did exactly um i wanted i just want to talk about something that's in the chat room because it was on the heels of the betting who, line who, who? um somebody i think it was chris somebody uh, oh it was crawford he says do you Hi, think Tom. wwe vegas attractions in the pipeline See, and let me just say this what the hell's vegas attraction a hotel a casino a wwe casino they had the wcw in the tropicana for a while really? that didn't last very long but they're also talking about the fact that Vince was looking at Dolly Parton's place down in, in was it Tennessee? I'd be looking at Dolly Parton's place well, that's, that's a, yeah. That's a different roller coaster. Oh. Okay. Uh, however, they're not talking about the fact that the Royal Hotel on Convention Center Drive, there used to be the old blue building, yeah. that, the Debbie Reynolds Hotel. And Jeff, you were here, I think, when all that was going on. The Debbie Reynolds Hotel was supposed to be purchased by WWE and be turned into a WWE-themed hotel. Then that didn't happen, and that's when WCW took over part of the Tropicana. They hosted pay-per-view events. They had a whole thing set up. And so they've already tried that stuff. WWE tried getting in here to buy the building that fell through WCW. Like I said, they were short time in here. I don't know that a wrestling a hotel would really go over very well with the international For some it would from international because we know how big wrestling is across the world. It must've been overseas but, then. I, well, I, don't, I, I don't remember. But you know,
3: the restaurants never did very well for them. So I mean, why get into right. something even bigger? Right. Hey, Jeff, before I got
2: a question. I always get told that this can never happen.
1: It still can. Can, there, can
2: there be a heel versus a heel match? Sure. Thank I'm, you. I'm, Hell I'm yeah. <laughs> <match>.
3: <laughs> you know, I, I've, I've been a heel and worked with Abdullah. You know, for anybody who ever watched Abdullah the Butcher and stuff, I've worked with Abby as a heel.
0: It's all a matter of how the crowd accepts it. Oh, see,
3: you just – see, you're just not going to accept – see,
2: these guys bust me every freaking week, and I always have said you can have a heel versus a heel match. I've always said that. These two say, no, you can't. There's got to be a good guy and there's got to be a bad guy. No, there doesn't.
3: No, not really. I mean, look at, you know, the big feud with Brody and Abby and stuff. I mean, both of them were – heels more than they were baby faces. And they've
0: sold out arenas and stuff all around the country.
2: That's why it's called professional wrestling.
0: But yeah. even, but even in a match like that, Jeff, that you mentioned, just as a topic of conversation, the crowd reaction don't, don't they usually like side one way or another and sort of react to one or the other as a face sure. in a usually. ring? Right? Sure. So yeah, it's absolutely it's, it still works out to some degree of But you
2: can have a heel versus a heel match. Thank you very much. Oh, yeah. Chief don't know what
0: he's talking about. I never said Still that. that. I, <laughs> <see>? I, I, <laughs> wait a minute. I never said that. Matt, on the other hand. And my brother. All right. One more topic of conversation before we go to break Uh really at the top want, of the hour. I want, I want talk to talk about. about one of the two topics under the discussion mm-hmm. topics here. John Cena calls Roman Reigns the greatest of all time. Thoughts? What do you guys think on that? No. Who would you put up there, Jeff, as the greatest of all time? Um, you know, it would depend
3: on the time and the you know, the region that it was happening in. I mean, I always thought by in late 60s, early 70s, when Dory Front Jr. and stuff was uh, the World Heavyweight Champion for the NWA, I always thought Dory was a great champion because Dory always looked beatable anybody you put in the ring with them they he looked like you could have a chance and i thought that made for a great world champion and stuff to be able to hit all the different territories like that and be able to work with anybody on the card you know and that all changed and stuff you know after a while when you know when flair started with wcw and stuff really kind of changed the whole nwa right title scene
0: right on guys Who? What, what's your thoughts on on cena's comment
1: I think in like twenty years' time, when like Roman Reigns is like gone and retired, he might be able to be in that conversation just because of everything he's done. But right now, mm-hmm. I wouldn't put him in that category. Well, I think yeah. the greatest of all time is you, you know.
2: Yeah, I'll give me a moment to think on that. One one name we we don't hear a lot. See how of,
1: old this is going
2: to? We be. don't hear a lot about as the greatest of all time. A person that see bruno No, doesn't come up (laughs) doesn't come up in the conversation a lot as luth says that was a completely different era though exactly but when you say greatest of all time when when you say greatest of all time do we include all the eras or just the current era well, all time.
1: All time means, means all time. Then,
2: then I'm going to throw Lucez's name out there. I was waiting for you
0: guys to respond. I didn't want to do it. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to throw says yeah. Luce, out there. Okay. that That's
1: cool. Did you come up with a name before we go to break? I would say just off like ring, let's, let's, merchandise, pay per view. let see where this goes. <sighs> the guy who like revolutionized everything, it has to be Hulk Hogan.
0: Tom Crawford puts in here, he says, by his recollection, the last time there was a WWE, WWF champion of three plus years was Hulk Hogan. Uh, So, food for thought. You know who my my favorite wrestler is of all time? Watch this suck up. Jeff Beard and the Giant Warrior. And he'll be back with us to talk about his book. My favorite, too. That's right. He'll be (laughs) back with us after the break to talk about his book, The Man Behind the Makeup. You're watching Thoughts Count Anywhere with Matt chief myself john behind the board the giant warrior as well we come back right after this d brown if you want to be part of one of the greatest podcasts on the world thoughts count anywhere every saturday 9 to 11 pacific now recognize that hey everybody aaron philson i am standing with anthony milton hey i have a quick question for you what's the name of your favorite wrestling show five thousand nineties what a convenience Saturday, nine to eleven a.m. Pacific. If this guy watches it, better f- watch it also on Facebook. This is your Warlord of Weird Sinboni, and you are watching Thoughts Count anywhere, right here on Facebook. Saturday mornings, nine a.m. to eleven a.m. Pacific Coast Time. Stay tuned. Do I look like I'm clowning around? <laughs> <laughs> Buddy, I'm Aaron Phillips, and I am with the legend. Sabu. And Sabu, you were telling me earlier about a special wrestling show that you really like, and that is what? <laughs> Not yeah, anywhere. Thoughts Count Anywhere, that's a coincidence. The same show that runs Saturdays, 9 to 11 a.m. Pacific, right here on Facebook. You better listen to the man to watch.
1: Aloha, this is April Hom, the Royal
3: Hawaiian from Glow, and you're watching Thoughts Count Anywhere. <laughs>
0: Boing. all right welcome back thoughts count anywhere our number one is in the books which means we have now crossed over into our number two where we now begin a highlight time with our guest jeff Bearden. that's matt mullen chief i'm aaron welcome everybody again for staying with us and now we've had a lot we had some fun with jeff in that last part of the first hour but now we're going to focus on his book called the man behind the makeup the professional wrestling life and times of Jeff Bearden, who wrestled as Giant Warrior, Big Tiger Steel, Colossus the Gladiator, and Butch Masters. And Jeff, I can only imagine what it took to put this together, but before I ask you to answer that, I'm being stared down for some reason by Chief.
1: Oh. Just cataracts.
2: Jeff, I had, the, I had my cataracts removed a long time ago, probably before you were born. Uh, anyway. Did not even
1: have cataracts
0: back then? Yeah.
2: Anyway, Jeff, what? And I'm going to ask, what areas or what territories over your career of 31 years, see, they don't think I listen, but I do. Uh, did you wrestle in? And who are some of the big stars that you've wrestled before we get oh, to gosh. your book? Well, I started with uh, Jim Crocker Promotions
3: in 87. So I worked that whole Carolinas up to Pennsylvania, down to the Georgia territory with them and stuff, and then um, I kind of bounced around doing little independent shows for a while, and then I ended up in uh, Puerto Rico for Carlos Colon with World Wrestling Council. Okay. And I was there for a couple of years. Um, I worked for the Arena Mexico group out of Mexico City. Worked with UWA that used to wrestle in the Torreo de Cuatro Caminos in Mexico City. Uh, I've wrestled with the AAA in Mexico. Um, I've worked all over Europe, uh, Africa, South Africa, Japan. Worked with all Japan with them, FMW as well. So, you know, I've been in about 25 different countries with the wrestling. Was
2: all all Japan, was uh, was all japan was that baba that was baba's company baba's company right yes so yes. i gotta ask did you have the chance to get in the ring with to have two big giants in the ring wrestling each other at all
3: yep wrestled against uh baba and andre the giant as a tag team
0: oh shit. I didn't, I, we, we need to have like a coffee clutch
1: conversation
0: with all of that matt What's what you got for a question.
1: Since so, so like you've met like Andre, and like everybody's always said like what a colossal human he is and how intimidating he is, being like a seven-foot-tall guy yourself, what was your thoughts meeting Andre the Giant?
3: Andre wasn't as tall as he was built by, by no means. I mean, Andre wasn't really half an inch taller than I am. Wow. And, oh, wow. You know, but, he, I mean, he was massive. I know when uh, when we first wrestled against each other, you know, we did the whole test of strength thing with the hands. And Andre put his hand up there, and I put mine up against his, and I barely got over the palm of his hand. I've so sure. never seen my hand look so small compared to anybody.
0: Yeah. yeah. And That's it was crap.
3: shocking. And I guess the look on my face, it kind of tickled Andre and stuff, because I mean, he kind of giggled and stuff, which, <laughs> you know, Andre didn't always do that. But he kind of laughed at the look on my face. I've never seen somebody make my hands look small. But Andre did.
0: Wow. uh, WWE just had a show down in Puerto Rico uh, a couple of weeks ago. Very successful. Very well received down there. You mentioned you wrestled down there for the clones. What was your experience like down there in Puerto Rico to wrestle down there?
3: I was luckier than most of the Americans that went down there because I was a baby face the whole time I was in Puerto Rico. So the heels had it a lot r- rougher than I did stuff with, God, spark plugs, rocks, <laughs> cups of dirt, bottles. Believe it or not, M&Ms can hurt. <laughs> <laughs> Those peanut M&Ms and stuff don't feel very good when... <laughs>
0: did they melt in your mouth however
3: and they weren't and they weren't exactly the best of aims so every once in a while it's stuff I got hit
0: by mistakes. so well at least they didn't try to set you on fire like you talked about in, in uh, the your introduction
3: that was South Africa they tried to set me right. on fire.
0: could you imagine that being in the ring so hated that while you're in the ring you can't get out and people come over the railing to set the ring on fire to try to get you i mean that's and that and that's just wild. in the introduction for the book okay imagine <laughs> what the rest of it's going to be like like, like, like and I t- on page two and on page two right well, <laughs> exactly like i told
2: you i'm going to buy the book yes but
3: well you know that's just that's, that's the story you're talking <laughs> about Aaron and Steph, when they tried to set me on fire Is just the <sighs> one of five different occasions i got stabbed
0: Right, I didn't, yeah, and the first stabbing is in that intro. I didn't get to all the other ones yet. So I know where there's smoke, there's fire, so to speak. Yeah, literally. <laughs> well,
2: with you, you know, with you wrestling Abby, uh, I'm sure down in Puerto Rico, uh, I'm surprised that uh, you didn't see a riot with him down there. Uh
3: But I mean, it's, they always threw stuff in Puerto Rico, Yep. you know, a lot of it just depends on, you know, how close you are to the people too. you know, a lot of times and stuff. We were on the pitchers mound and stuff at a baseball stadium. So I mean, it's kind of hard for them to
0: to to hit you with a lot of stuff. Jeff, what was it like to, first of all, what was the decision for you to sit down and pen a book about your experience? What was that like?
3: You know, it's it's like a lot of people, you, you know, you're going to encounter it as, as well and stuff from all the speaking and things that you do around Las Vegas. You know, you always get those people when you kind of got a little colorful life that are always like, oh, you got to write a book. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love that story. You need to put it in a book and write a book. <laughs> you know, and then uh, my wife kind of got on to me and stuff about, well, let's go ahead and get you get get a book done for you. You know, because I mean, she wants it. Because I mean, most people don't realize it's that but my wife is twenty five years younger than I am.
0: So Lucky devil,
3: have that thing that she could fall back on and read the day something happens to me.
0: I, I want to yeah, say, in Jeff's uh, opening book, PJ Black, who he's good friends with, wrote the uh, uh, forward in the book.
3: Oh, that's um, my South African son.
0: Yep. And for all the years that I've known Jeff, I don't know if you guys realize this, but I actually had Jeff write the forward in my book. So yeah. we, I, it was a great honor to have Jeff sure. uh, write write the forward for, for my no, book. It was an honor for you
3: to ask me to do it.
0: Well, thank you, bud. I, I appreciate that. So... How long did it take you to write the book and compile? Did you have notes of things, or, or because you're obviously, and I shared it with these guys, uh, Brittany was my ghostwriter for my book, right. And she right. asked, she asked me questions about things I totally forgot I knew about, and that's Ooh, yeah. that's the beauty of a ghostwriter. Obviously, she helped you with your book, yes?
3: Um, not really. Never mind, Your uh, Honor, I
0: withdraw the question.
3: <laughs> I mean, we, you know. Britt and I own two different companies and stuff. We own a public relations company called At Large PR. Yeah. But then we also have a, a publishing company that we do ghostwriting for other people and stuff called Clarence Publishing. And so I used one of our, we have a, a group of ghostwriters that write for us and stuff. So I use one of our other sure. ghostwriters to do it. She's got too much stuff to mess with me
0: there you go yes so we're going to pop up some of the pictures that you sent to me so people who are not familiar with you being in the ring uh can can see those times um real quickly where can people get information who want to write a book about the companies you mentioned i mean might as well just give them a pop right
3: yeah sure. sure i mean clarence publishing is where you need to go and stuff you're interested in doing anything with ghostwriting and having a book written for you uh and then you know once we've got the book written and everything so is that we kind of shift everything to at large pr and then we do the publicity for the book and get that out there and stuff so people know more about the book uh website clarence publishing is the site for the ghostwriting and it's clarencepublishing.com yes cl at large pr.com
0: is the public relations company gotcha all right we'll we'll try to get we'll try to get at least clarencepublishing.com up on the scroll um up on the crawl um now where can people get the book more importantly you get the
3: book on amazon uh we're just getting ready to launch it to where it's going to be at barnes and noble um gosh it's going out to about 40 different sites and stuff to be able to to get the book out there where you can buy it but mainly through amazon just go to Amazon and then you can also get the audio book on audible.com.
0: Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah. That's still a project I have to get done on my book is the audio version because I get asked about it. Um, Cool. All right. So that's where we can get that and obviously just search it uh, on Amazon. Uh, Matt, next question, if you would, please. I
1: know you have a couple over there. I've always had like a, I always hear like a lot of wrestling fans like nowadays talk all this crap about Omos and, how bad he is but all the big wrestlers like the undertaker thinks like he's like the biggest up and coming thing going around now as you like being a big guy what are your thoughts on omos and what could he what do you what, what advice would you give to like a new giant coming into the wrestling business jeff we lost your camera i lost Joe's camera too
0: um, we hear you though put up one of those pictures so did you hear Matt's question yes as far as a new big guy yep so go ahead and answer that
3: uh, you know I like that now and stuff they're they're kind of letting some of the bigger guys do things that are more associated with, with smaller guys you know it's like when I first started stuff I was able to drop kick fairly well I mean I was a basketball player so I could jump um but as soon as i got to puerto rico they put a stop to that they didn't want me to do anything and stuff that um you know as far as me doing a drop kick or something like that they wanted me to have more of that big man you know andre the giant style bruiser brody style you know that um, that style of wrestling but, you know, I could chain wrestle with anybody. So, I mean, I was trained by Dory Funk Jr. And I mean, Dory was one of the best technical wrestlers in the business. So, I mean, I could do all of that. But, yeah, I was just, it just didn't fit my character and stuff for me to be doing a lot of chain wrestling. I mean, I got in a big argument one night with Mil Moskras in Mexico City. And he was upset with me because I wouldn't chain wrestle with him. And I'm like, you know, he's like, well, Dory Funk Jr. was your trainer. I said, yeah, but he also taught me and stuff how to work my gimmick and not just get out there and you know bump for everybody that wanted to give me a tackle you know so i mean it was it just didn't fit my characters and stuff for me to be uh you know to do a lot of chain wrestling
0: and things like that it's not uh, that i couldn't but i just didn't uh jeff what i'd like to do we're going to step aside for our break a minute or two early we we lost the camera connection so What I'm gonna ask you to do during the break is to disconnect and reconnect on the link again, hoping that that will bring the camera connection back if that's okay. okay. All right? So you're watching, we're watching Thoughts, we're watching, we're all watching. Thoughts can anywhere with guest Jeff Beard about his book, The Man Behind the Makeup and his stories are just incredibly crazy. We'll be right back after this. This is the story of one man's incredible journey from
2: 350 to 200-pound weight loss and his mission to help and inspire others. Aaron Phillips. People are praising Aaron's new book with five-star reviews. Aaron's various humorous and wildly entertaining stories portray his rise as a sports announcer, his encounters with exotic and irregular entertainers on the Las Vegas Strip through his long-running Vegas Unwrapped radio show and his contagious and positive style of pursuing success. Call now or visit our website or Amazon now to get your copy of Let My Voice Speak to You, stories from a Hall of Fame radio personality. Order now. read it oh.
0: all right welcome back we have the giant warrior back on screen with us hey we're back and going again there you go so uh, appreciate it thank you for watching everybody thoughts count anywhere whether you're watching us on youtube uh or facebook or listening to us on the phone apps we appreciate it of course if you miss anything I want to revisit jeff stories and get more information about his book the pr company the publishing company you can also go to roku make sure you download the wwdb tv channel to roku and not only will you catch this show and all the shows of thoughts can anywhere but we will catch how many how many shows 85 or 30 a pull pl- plethora are you talking to me <laughs> All of a sudden he does robert de niro but yeah there's a lot of shows to watch we'll be go check it out jeez louise Somebody, and he's gone, and he's gone. <laughs> jeff is like screw this i don't want to stay under these guys <laughs> <Jeez>. <laughs> all right go ahead. you have a question jeff out of
2: your career is there a story that you didn't get To be able to be put into your book that you would want in your book now, or volume two of your book.
3: (laughs) I don't know if there'll be a volume two. We may. We've talked about possibly doing a an addition to a second edition and stuff with some more stuff added to it. I mean, there were there were stories that came up. Um. After after I got after the book was written and stuff, I'm like, oh god, I wish I'd add that story to it, or I wish I'd added that story to it. And so, yeah, there were some stuff. I mean, just there were more funny things than they were, you know, serious stuff. I mean, I had just bought a 280 ZX or 300 ZX in Puerto Rico when I was there. Small car. Yeah. (laughs) T tops came out, so that made it a lot easier. Uh-huh. Well he
0: had the T tops. That's what that's what he bought it so he one it. for each
3: foot. <laughs> one for each foot, yes. Yeah. Uh, but I had gotten pulled over one night. And um the cop that pulled me over said that I was doing 105. Wow. And that was back when speed limit was 55. <laughs>
2: yeah, yeah. Uh,
3: So as we were sitting there and stuff and the the cops talking to me and stuff, a car flies by me and stuff. And it was Scott Hall and the Texas (laughs) hangman. They were really giving me fits as they were driving by. (laughs) But the cop, as he was looking at me and stuff, he's like, wait a minute. Stuff. He said, are you giant warrior? And I said, yes. He said, you're my son's favorite wrestler. (laughs) He brings brings me over his notepad and everything. He said, "Would you mind signing an autograph for your for my son?" I said, "Sure, no problem." He was so signing. Always said stuff was well. Next time, a little more slow. Great. <laughs> <laughs> I was out of there and stuff, and I ended up catching up with those idiots and stuff before. We got-
0: <laughs> <laughs> See, notoriety can get you out of stuff. That that's can't thing, right? time. so. All right, Matt, you got one there. Let's do the last one first. The last question you have on there because duke lawrence's name was thrown in the chat room by thomas crawford and i think this would be applicable so I'll say like
1: skimming through your book i saw like you're a good friend with yokozuna what did like yokozuna mean to you and how to become friends with him oh god
3: rod was the greatest person stuff i've ever met in my life best friend that i've ever had um we actually met when Shortly after I left Crockett, which so I guess I've been wrestling for about three months and was wrestling with a little group in uh, Pensacola, Florida, and stuff where Rodney and stuff was actually starting off as Coquina Maximus, I believe. Okay, and I wrestled a match with him and uh, his cousin Samu. So, um, you know, so I got to know Rodney a little bit from working in there and then we were both working for the UWA for Carlos Minas in uh, Mexico City. And Minas brought us in and put us together as a tag team. And so we did the tag team thing and stuff in Mexico City for close to two years. You know, we would go in for 15 days and then we'd be gone for four weeks and then we'd come back in for 15 and, you know, and so forth. And for me, I lived in Texas at the time. So it was easier for me to go do the border shows. You know, where where Rodney wasn't really able to do that as easy, and um, we didn't like where things in the office ended up going and stuff. You know, things started changing with our money and everything, so we we gave our notice and we quit going. And we kind of lost contact with each other. So a few years later, since so I get this phone call and stuff, that the when I was living in South Africa, I also worked for a security company doing a lot of bodyguarding work. And we got this call and stuff that said, Would you all like to do some bodyguarding work with a bunch of wrestlers coming in from the States? And so we, you know, found out a little bit about who it was that was coming in. And my boss at the time was like, Well, you want to do this? I'm like, Sure. So my job is stuff once they got there and stuff I, is, Rod was coming off the elevator and you couldn't see me behind a bunch of trees. <laughs> <laughs> and um, I had said something. To himself, but God, that guy's so fat. And he recognized my voice. And the first, he went, Jeff, where are you? <laughs> so we were able to reconnect there. So my job ended up being Rod could not get onto the bus, he couldn't fit. So my job and stuff was to drive him around in a van and stuff for a week. Oh, wow. So, I mean, that you know, so we got reconnected and stuff there. And he, he came back in a, a second time. And I drove him around that time. And then uh, we kind of got apart again. And then we got together working on a couple of tours going to Saudi Arabia. And we went somewhere else. And I can't think of where that was. But then he gave me a call and said, do you want to go to England with me? And so I was sure I'd go up to her anywhere and stuff. So he wanted to go, and that was where he had died. There was in um, Liverpool. Yeah. And we, you know, we were all staying in Birkenhead, so we weren't in the hotel and stuff that he was staying in Liverpool. And we went to the to the oh, hotel yeah. to pick him up that night, and he wasn't down the lobby, which was, you know, very unusual for him. But you know, so I mean, we went up to to get him and. He didn't answer the door. And, you know, so we got the hotel to open the door up. And I mean, he had passed away. Oh, wow. And Did so you? I was, so I had to contact the family and, you know, Rikishi and Afa. And I uh, helped his sister, Venus, when she came over and, you know, to get him home. You know, the promoter wasn't just a whole lot of help and stuff with the whole situation. But, you know, I'm. Pretty well put my foot down that we needed to do something. So, I mean, I made them do the 10 bell count, you know, every night before the matches. Yep. Right. And, uh, you know, we were able to get him home. And, you know, and I want to say they sent him home in a, in a special type of casket and stuff because they couldn't find one that was big enough for him.
0: Geez. Wow.
3: And he was blown home and stuff on cargo and stuff rather than
0: his um, wow. personal. Right. Did you see the? Uh, uh, you know the A uh, and E does the stories uh, on highlighting wrestlers because they had they had uh, Yokozuna as one of them this past. Yes. Season. Did you happen to catch it? Yes, I did. What'd I you think? It about
3: very it? well done. There you there Can see me in that.
0: Really? Yeah, Which
3: at, at the very end of the of the shows so that they're showing a match uh, from one of the English shows and stuff that we did stuff so where he was we were running our mouths to each other and stuff with me outside the ring and him up in it. So that wow. brought back some good memories when I saw it.
0: Right it on. I have to go back and watch it. I did. I didn't notice that. Yeah, me too. It's interesting how you don't notice a seven foot person in a- <laughs> 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 it. It's like crazy chief. Go ahead.
3: Far away shot.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs>
2: no, I was going to ask you what, what advice would you give a, a young person today wanting to get into the business that say they're six nine, six ten, or taller today. What advice would you give them? Play basketball to get in to get into the business.
3: Play basketball. Don't do it. Uh, you know, it's, it's the wrestling business and stuff is a very hard business. And, I mean, in there for a great while and stuff, if you weren't working with WWE, you weren't really making any money. You know, so, I mean, trying to do, you know, that's one reason why I stayed on international shows so much and stuff is I was making a pretty good living and stuff at doing the international stuff. But, you know, that you just don't have the territories and stuff are not there anymore. But there's now a a new influx and stuff of independent promotions and stuff out there where there is places for guys to go where they can wrestle now right so i mean i you know stay as agile if you're a big guy and stuff be as agile as you can be you know get your strength up because you spend a lot of time when you're my size of you know catching a lot of people And so especially down in mexico and stuff so with everybody doing the cross bodies and you know everything off of the top you know top ropes to the floor and things like that so i mean as a big guy you've got to be able to support these guys and stuff when they start doing all the flying because You don't realize how heavy a two hundred and twenty pound person can be until they come off, until they jump off that top rope and are coming right down on top of you.
0: Yeah, that gravity's a bitch, right?
3: Yeah, yeah, it (laughs) it tends to happen all the time.
0: Nice William and Ben in the chat room. You have a shout out there, Chief. Shout out to Top
2: Rope Collectibles, Ben Bowman, Will Will Hudson down in Florida and
0: Kentucky. Morning, guys. Yeah, thank you for tuning Great in. in uh, those guys are big supporters of ours. Um, Absolutely, we appreciate them chiming in. um Would you obviously? Again, we talked about it at the beginning. You're not active in the ring. You haven't been since you retired because of your your medical situation. Would you ever consider training new prospects? Did you ever um, think
3: about that? There is a school in Amarillo, Texas, where I'm from, and stuff that I go. When I go see my dad, it, you know, at his house in Amarillo and stuff, I, I do go work with their kids a little bit okay. I've Had a, I've had a hard time and stuff as far as being able to get in the ring Cause my balance isn't really good. anymore. sure, sure. So it, it's hard for me to do stuff in the ring, but I mean, I can walk people through it and talk them through things. Right. So I, I do go in and, and talk to their kids and stuff whenever I'm in town.
1: Well, that's
0: good because, in my opinion, to have all that information in your head of your experience and not being able to share it on some level um, is is a resource that needs to be tapped into by some of our younger professionals who want to do well in, in pro wrestling. And it would be a shame not to have access to Jeff Bearden and have him be able to teach them something in the ring. Yes. You know, I,
3: I enjoy working with young kids and trying to give them advice, except where I can, and you know, hopefully it's it's something they can take with them and do something with it. I got I got
2: I got something. The light bulb just went off in my head. I, Is been, that what that pop was? I've been hit a few times, but anyway. Uh, <laughs> so have I. You worked <laughs> in the Crockett Promotions. Did you yes. ever wrestle a gentleman by the name of Big Sweet Hansen?
3: No, I remember watching Sweet Hansen when him and um, Rip Hawk were a tag team in Amarillo when I was a kid. Right, I remember watching him, but I never got a chance to meet him. I think he was dead before I think I started wrestling.
2: Okay, okay.
1: Matt? I usually have the same question for everybody, but I put a little spin on it because it's you. Because it's you. <laughs> so what is your Mount Rushmore of giants in wrestling? Ooh. As far as giants in wrestling,
3: (laughs) Andre, of course, I mean, he was, you know, the the, the first uh, big giant and stuff that everybody got to see. But um, going back to some older ones, uh, Don Leo Jonathan, he was 6'9", 6'10", but he could move for a big guy so that he could get around the ring and stuff really well. Um, well, well, it's hard to say John Studd was another one and stuff that, you know, that did really well and stuff with his size. Jeff Beard. Um, <laughs> Undertaker and stuff is probably the most agile of the big man's and stuff to to ever be in the ring.
1: Yeah.
3: You know, so that would probably be my top four.
0: Andre the Giant was so big he could be all four positions on Mount yeah. Rushmore. Yeah.
3: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> all right. All right. Where was gonna, a big man? But he could move when he was young.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
3: We're going to step. That's with him and Antonio Noki and stuff. But I mean, he was taking bumps over the top rope and everything else.
0: Yeah. Times times for him then wow. to transition to becoming the attraction we saw very right. different side of him. All right, we're going to step aside for our break for the second hour. Please make sure you stay with us here at TCA. Jeff Bearden joins us. Um, we'll talk about his book, The Man Behind the Makeup. is available on Amazon. You can get that now. It's also on audiobooks as well. You can download it, Get it because the stories will open your eyes to wrestling back in the day. You're watching TCA. We'll be right back. Hi, everybody. I'm Rick Phillips here inviting you to join me every Saturday from 12 to 1 p.m. right here on Worldwide Digital Broadcasting TV on my show, Aaron Zauer with Aaron Phillips. I bring to you the movers and shakers of Las Vegas and really all around the world. It's also fun, entertaining, silly, goofy, informative. Everything you'd want to be entertained by on a Saturday, except no politics, no religion. As I said, it's designed to be a fun show. Remember, that's every Saturday from 12 to 1 p.m. Pacific, right here, Aaron Zauer, Worldwide Digital Broadcasting TV. Fouls
2: count anywhere. Y'all watching it. This is my new tag team partner, Steve O, a.k.a. Zeus,
0: from the Hit Movie Friday and from No Holes Bar. Hello, this is Martin Casals, a.k.a. Marty the Moth, and you're watching the Thoughts Count Anywhere
3: podcast. Enjoy.
0: <laughs> What's
1: up, man? It's your boy, Fox, and Over here with my man, Big Cheap. I need you to check out the podcast, Thoughts Count for Anywhere. This is Impact Wrestling's. Dash and Chris Bay, the ultimate finesser, former Finesse Division champion, and you're listening to Thoughts Count Anywhere podcast. Hi, I'm Sean Tavari. Listen
3: to Thoughts Count Anywhere for all your wrestling news. One. It's not the worst podcast ever, is it? It's no. the best podcast. Thoughts Count Anywhere, all your wrestling news, all your Hobbit you hey, all your gimmickry. Go on over, listen wherever your podcasts are downloaded. The Thoughts Count Anywhere podcast. I'm the big LG Doc Ellis. That's my endorsement. Booyah! This is the Essential Character EC3 on behalf of my dear friends. And Thoughts Count Anywhere. The podcast for your mind. And you need deep thinking about all things sports and entertainment. Hey, what's going on? This is Axe, and I'm smashing the demolition. Hey, we want to invite
2: you to watch every Saturday morning Thoughts Count Anywhere.
0: Hey guys, it's Tessa Blanchard and Ozzy, and you're watching Thoughts Count Anywhere. Oh. All right, welcome back, Thoughts Count Anywhere. Jeff, I hope you took notice of the last sequence of spots, because if it's okay with you after we're done, we're going to steal it for 15 seconds to do a spot like that for us. Is that all right? Sure, no problem. I'm glad, he said yes, I, in mail. I'm glad he said yes, because I'm glad he said yes, because he said no, I wouldn't. I wouldn't debate him. You know what so, what I'm so, <laughs> I, so I'm
2: going to ask a question. Do, have you ever crossed paths with Axe and Smash of them? Yes, Blake?
3: yes. I got to wrestle with them uh, on the anniversary show in Puerto Rico. I think 1991 and stuff. I was tagged with uh, Sabio
0: Vega.
1: Oh, wow. Oh, wow. <laughs>
0: You know, Chief, listen, I got to be honest with you, Jeff. During the break, <laughs> listen, we, we love Chief to a level that I don't think anybody can understand, and we bust his nuts for being the old school guy, and I'm with him on a lot of the stuff. But I got to tell you. He's and nuts. I, yeah. I, yeah. <laughs> I knew he would enjoy this interview with you, and although we interviewed with you in the past, it was very different. We brought you on to just chat with us. He sat back in his chair, and he said to us, he says, I could listen to these stories and chat with him for hours.
2: And <laughs> oh yeah, he's oh yeah. It's
0: rare, and I say this with with all due respect. It's rare to see Chief be humbled by the stories of that day because. He's got stuff in this noggin of his about pro wrestling that we only wish we can sometimes put a can opener into and let some of it pour out. Not me. Not not John, but that's okay. So I want <laughs> you to know how much this guy is just sitting and absorbing all the stories, as we all are, uh, of what you're sharing with your experience. And- the, the,
2: the two things that come, the the one thing that keeps coming up in my mind right now is that you were trained by Dory Funk Jr. Yeah, I was trained by Dory we-
3: Funk, Jr. Dick Murdoch.
2: It doesn't get any better than that, know. brother. Especially with the Texas redneck.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I, you know what? When he when he gets your, when he gets the book, he's gonna have a box of tissues because he's gonna have he's going like all the memories are gonna be flooding back and he's gonna be tearing up. I'm gonna have to make sure Liz takes a picture well, of all that when you're reading the you book.
2: Know, you know, it's funny, Jeff, because when we were at break, I said to Aaron, I said, "You know, there's a name I haven't heard in years, Don Leo Jonathan."
0: yeah that's not a name that comes up frequently but, but <laughs> no, he's more, so, he more of a 70s wrestler instead. but i'm gonna tell you something the man
2: could go for a big <laughs> man he could go yeah he really could stuff so he,
3: he was a good hand and stuff
2: back then so let me ask you 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 went over to japan you were you worked for baba <laughs> Coming forward, I, I've I've had the good fortune of being stationed over there when I was in the Navy. I've I've been to Koryakin Hall to see wrestling events. Um, Very famous place. You you know you've I'm sure you know it as well as I do. I got to see some great Japanese wrestling and American wrestlers come over. Right. Stan Hansen was one of the best to ever. Yep over to japan so i want to know what was your thoughts of wrestling in japan
3: you know it's a completely different creature than wrestling in the states or even in puerto rico for that matter um i was still pretty green when i first went over there i'd only been wrestling for about three years so i mean i was still pretty green but the one the first thing that i noticed that was so much different is that we're so used to playing with the crowd now and we can blend the crowd into part of our gimmick and our stick and stuff when we're in the ring. But Japan was completely different because they were quiet throughout the whole match. Yep. And then all of a sudden you do a big move, a big bump, and all you just, ooh, and then they go right back to being quiet again. Yes! And it was the strangest thing because, you know, I'd, I had always, you know, I've always found people and stuff that I could mess with out in the audience. And the, the they just looked at you yes you know so i mean it was the strangest thing and i mean we would get the the referee um joe higuchi joe and stuff would come into the dressing room and tell us okay you can go outside on this side this side of the ring is that this side don't go on all yakuza is all mafia sitting on that side of the ring and says so don't go out there don't take a chance on blood getting spilled on somebody's fur coat, or yep. <laughs> you know. So I mean, that was a very different thing, and I mean, it was. And plus, the the working style in Japan is a lot rougher than what it is, you know, working in the states, working in Puerto Rico, and stuff like that. I mean, everything is solid in Japan because if they can't hear it, they don't believe it. Exactly. So I mean, you've got to be lay it in there except where things pop. Or the
0: people just look at you like you're nothing. Yep. I just want to remind everybody the book. The Man Behind the Makeup is available now on Amazon and audio files. You can download it there. Um, you know, his, I'm going to read it from the back page. Beeren's unusual career and his freedom to choose venues uh, anywhere and everywhere provides unique insight into the wrestling world. He takes readers around the globe to learn the secrets and truths of a life spent joyfully Whipping crowds into a frenzy from inside the ring, as well as his personal life outside. In wrestling and in life, you're only as good as the guy you beat, even if that guy is yourself. Um, I've seen Jeff. Um, one of the first opportunities I had with Jeff after we became friends and did the show, he was invited to speak. And uh, I was the MC for that. with uh, The happiness conference. Remember that? Yeah. Yeah. And to... to Hear Jeff speak publicly and, and you didn't even speak about wrestling. You were there to talk about your experiences and the uplifting side of life. Now you talked about wrestling and how that influenced that. But for a guy, you know, he you commanded the stage not just because of your size, but the way you delivered the stories. I, I think everybody was sitting on the edge of their seats, just wanting to absorb every word that you were sharing with them for inspiration.
3: It, it, I really enjoyed it and stuff. It was really fun and stuff being invited to that, you know, and I felt like it was a, an honor for me instead to be invited to it to, to be able to speak. So, yeah, that was a great experience. And, you know, like you said, you and I met each other for the first time. And we've uh, you invited me on your show and we've been friends
0: ever since. Just, you know, it's it's your grace with people in your life from a perspective that you never thought, that you would ever meet people let alone say hi but to have you know jeff i could throw rick up church into that sure. conversation. you know people like that it's just nuts how you know you you meet somebody and you just connect no matter who they are yeah and that's and that's and not to get you know we be about this but that's what we need to do as a world we need to look at people and just befriend them some way some form and and i'm honored that that jeff wrote the forward of my book and and to be able to call him a friend and to enjoy the the book because we all have that in common all four of us and everybody listening and john is learning more about wrestling uh, nowadays <laughs> But no matter what when you find common ground with somebody from all walks of life whatever it is that's a pretty good thing i wish people would spend more time doing that and i think we have a lot less problems on the globe but i digress you know,
1: everyone wants to find the differences nowadays instead of what's in common there you go well said well said you know, and it's not just us
3: you know you and i get along so well so but our wives get along with each yeah. other people. so i mean you know that's y'all are usually the first people that uh, we get in touch with whenever we
0: come to las vegas Absolutely. And just you guys have met my wife, so you know she's vertically challenged, as they say. Yeah, we don't know how she puts up with I you. my dad sends her a check every month and says thank you. Yeah. Um but Jeff's Jeff's wife Brittany <laughs> is not that much taller than my wife. So oh, so she's short like <laughs> she she yeah, she's yeah, all, she's vertically challenged. She's yeah. a little less vertically challenged than my wife, maybe by an inch or two, but the four of us who we get together <laughs> it is the funniest freaking pictures because jeff and i are like bookends yeah next to these two short people <laughs> it's just it's just funny okay. like, but you No, i haven't seen her yet okay. No. Okay. anyway all right um with that so the book is out there it's on amazon please make sure you get it the man behind the makeup and there are times by the way fellas that I dip into my friendship with Jeff and I ask him to try to help us arrange to get us with an interview with a certain female wrestler who is now part of AEW. I think now people know her as Soraya, but we know her, of course, as Paige because you're very familiar and, and know the family very well, right, Jeff?
3: <laughs> yeah, I actually uh, had her in tears one night and stuff when I choke slammed her mother through a table.
0: <laughs> I, I would, are you still on the christmas card list then <laughs>
3: yeah she wasn't real happy with me after show, that's for sure <laughs> you know so i'm still trying i talked to her dad and stuff
2: i would assume that, regular uh, right i would assume that was when you were over in the england territory sir yes yes yeah
3: i worked uh i worked around the england area for in the uk
0: for a couple of years and stuff in the early 2000s okay oh wow okay right on all right we are at quarter of and it's time we're going to shift to our happy birthdays because i know there's someone in the chat room that i promised to make sure we get out the shout out
2: she is here
0: so i know she's in there jeff we have a friend of ours who lives out in hawaii knows very little about wrestling but for some reason finds the three of us very entertaining (laughs) <laughs> and she joins in just to watch the stupidity with which we deliver at times, and the fun that we have. More importantly, so she is in the chat room. Her birthday. Here we go. Let's hit it, Mr. Band. Let's
1: do that. That's
0: it out. <laughs> you are celebrating a birthday. May twenty-six next Friday. You are celebrating a birthday with these people today, May twentieth. Road Dog, Daniela Camella. Yep, that's a rhyming name. A com. Yes. Rick Upchurch, co-host of The, uh, the Roundtable, former Denver Bronco wide receiver. Uh, you are celebrating birthday May 21st with the following, Chris Benoit, Ibushi, Leva Bates, Mr. T, you've pitied a fool, and Garrett Dillon. I did May, it for my mama. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> May 22nd, Brian Pillman, Scott Putsky, Daniel Bryan, Tracy Brooks, Joe Coffey, C- Cyclope? Psych club Really? With yeah. The E on the end. Yeah. I just taught my kids that's a long O sound. But he says the a Spanish cycle. version. Oh, the Spanish version. Thank you. And the aforementioned friend of ours from Hawaii, gentlemen I think we need to do this all together for her. One, two, three. Jennifer, Jennifer. McCord. Happy there you go. Happy birthday, Jeff. Send Jennifer McCord a happy birthday to to her for us. Jennifer, happy birthday. Glad you
3: could be here today.
0: There you go. May twenty-third. Alex Shelley. Bray Wyatt. Donna Christianello, May 24th, Elijah Burke, May 25th, Ricky Banderas, Alberto Del Rio, Roman Reigns, Uncle Howdy, oh, I'm sorry, Bo Dallas, and Saito. And on May 26th, Ashley, Jess McMahon, McMahon? McMahon, wow, and Simon Diamond, you, happy birthday to each and every one of you out there celebrating. Please make sure it's a safe birthday so we can see your lovely names and faces with us every week yes sir you're welcome jennifer miss jennifer when do you get out of school
2: my dear what's your last day of teaching
0: yeah, that's a good question. This way we know if she's going to enjoy the beaches of Hawaii sooner than later. Maybe, maybe she's coming back to Vegas. She is. I do know that for sure. She's coming back at the end of June, beginning of July. There you go. So we will make sure that we have her with us if she's so inclined. Absolutely. Um, Jeff, I'll tell you, you talk about a super fan. And I know you had him, no matter what side of the rope you were on. But Jennifer surely is a super fan of of.
2: Everything we do.
0: Uh, she's a but, fan but of the Chiefs. but she still Chief. follows Aaron's hour. She's a sure. fan of the Chiefs. She is a fan of the Chiefs. That's, That's right. his only one. Uh, That's right. And uh, I pay her five bucks
1: every month. There you go.
0: <laughs> you and you send her a workout tape don't you I've, I've been behaving
1: myself he has the only OnlyFans the only only fan account where he has to pay the subscriber yeah
0: I've, I've
2: been behaving today so uh, let's not start you up.
1: have yes you have jennifer
0: says the kids last day is this upcoming friday so she has a few more days than we do here in clark county okay. um but yeah happy birthday to her we appreciate her following all right jeff let me ask you this question we're going to go over some more topics around the world of pro wrestling in general but What's your thoughts on on pro wrestling today? Um How much- I'm, not, I'm not a huge fan of it. Uh-huh. Oh there you go. I was gonna say, based on the delay of your response, you should say everything we need to know.
3: <laughs> I'm not a huge fan of it because I mean when I when I came into wrestling and stuff, we were still trying to you know make wrestling and stuff look like it's believable. Right. You know, so I mean it was a completely you know different monster than what it is today. Today it's all about the athleticism and who can do the most acrobatic moves and and things like this. And I just, you know, I, I don't care for it that much. It's not something that I'm going to turn on to watch. I do, you know, I do occasionally watch. I watch the pay per views usually and stuff, and that's usually the about the extent of it. You know, I do turn in every once in a while just to look and see if I see friends and stuff that are on television that night, but. For the most part stuff i'm not a big fan of today's i like you know our stuff back there when we told stories and there was psychology about it.
2: you don't, you don't like the flippy shit, huh
3: no but i'm not a big flippy person
0: there you go yeah i don't see you that doing I, in I i i don't see you doing many moonsaults off the top
1: rope or diving it's out at right. <laughs> no. No,
0: no point in my career did i ever get
3: on a top rope <laughs>
1: i uh that'd be called a javelin missile if he ever <laughs> attempted anything like that
3: i came to do anything with a top rope or stepping over it
0: i i at that point the the ropes probably said oh shit, here he comes
2: i think there's a point in time now that creative writing is not what it was like Back, no, no. back when you wrestled.
3: No, I mean, we're not. We, at no point did anybody ever walk in and hand me a script and say, here's your match and here's your promo that goes with it. At no point did I ever have to go through that. That was all, you know, stuff. A lot of times the stuff that we were just told, yep. this is how we want. This is something we want in the beginning of the match. This is something that we want toward the middle and this is how it's going to end. And everything in between and stuff was stuff that we came up with feeding off of the audience. I mean, professional wrestling back then was ad- ad-lib entertainment at its best. Yeah.
0: I, I remember when Jeff and I were doing that previous show, I forgot who was our guest. might have been Sin Bodie, actually. You know Sin, right? Yeah. So I think he was the guest with us at one point. And, of course, the topic of communication within the ring came up. Carney, as they call it. Right, Jeff? No, and- it was that might have been Sam Houston's. Oh, oh, that's right, that's right, Sam Houston. I apologize. That's right. And I asked Jeffy. I said, "Can you just give like a little example of something so that the words?" And he <laughs> looked at me, and I thought he was gonna throw me. Yeah, that no. that mold, that picture. No. he was about to pick me. <laughs> throw me out. I just thought, it, you know, he could have just thrown garbage out there. We wouldn't. Have, he could have spoken Klingon for all I know.
2: That's what's wrong with wrestling today. Okay, we've got to know everything before it happens. Well, you know what? In my mind, keep me entertained. I don't want to know. Keep it away from me. Keep it behind the screen. When it comes out to the match, then we're going to see it. That's the problem today in professional wrestling.
1: Matt, you have a question. It was not like John Cena where he just screams out from the <laughs> ringside area, back, <laughs> <laughs> But I had a question for you, Jeff. Did you, like, collecting wrestling memorabilia myself and stuff, did you ever, like, keep any of, like, your outfits from, like, big matches or title belts? Uh, most of the belts and stuff I always
3: had to return stuff, you know, once I dropped the, dropped the title um you know i unfortunately stuff we had a fire and stuff in a our storehouse and stuff one year and i lost a lot of my memorabilia stuff from my earlier days and
1: you know i had i had
3: a girl from japan and stuff that took uh pictures for the japanese magazines and stuff that lived in mexico
0: these periods welcome
3: back hey i'm back again.
0: All right, so go ahead and, and, and answer that one again. You started mentioning about a fire before we lost you.
3: Yeah, I um, had a fire and stuff in my house and stuff and burned up a lot of the, you know, my memorabilia stuff oh, was, oh. uh, was out in it and it went up in flames. So, oh, wow. I lost a lot of my stuff. I had a girl from Mexico, like I said, from Japan that took stuff for the magazines and stuff, the Japanese magazines, led to Mexico City that would bring me stacks of pictures and stuff every time I came back in from, you know, from being gone for those four weeks, whenever I come back in, she would come up with a big stack of pictures. And unfortunately, you know, that was a lot of the stuff I did with,
0: with Yokozuna and, you know, lost all that.
2: Oh, wow. sorry to hear that.
0: If anybody out there who is watching this live or catches it on the replays or anything, if for some chance you have any, memorabilia that that was uh jeff's at some point whether it's a picture or whatever please let us know uh because i think we should try to help recapture whatever memorabilia may still be out there from people if they're interested in providing jeff with some of that stuff for him oh like, i would love that like they do on wwe that treasure show that they go, they go out <laughs> searching so uh, maybe we need to call booker t and so see I know i got do. like
1: a flash drive from when scott sold the so there was like a whole thing of like old pictures, like 10,000 of them WWE ended up buying, but we like digitized everything really and I have them all on a flash drive. So I got to see if he's on there. All right. And cool. if you are, I'll literally transfer them all to you. Sure. I'd appreciate it. So there yeah, you have it. If you have anything, reach us through
0: thoughtscountanywhere.com, uh, or you can reach us on our Facebook page that you have something and uh, we'll uh, mediate getting that stuff uh, over to jeff i think i can't
2: think i i need to reach out and contact my boys in florida and kentucky too well when if they're, they're still do, watching absolutely when they're, when they're doing their things out on the road they can keep an eye out too
0: absolutely uh, yeah that's that's good and and they can even put it into top rope collectibles with all the fans that that are involved absolutely and somebody out there may have something yep. so let, let that's a great idea so if william and ben if you guys are still watching keep that in mind otherwise chief will reach out to you and see what we can do to recapture Sean. some of uh jeff's memorabilia that's out there did you give up before you lost some stuff did were you big on giving away memorabilia did you have stuff and i mean i don't mean just programs and stuff i mean uh you know your your wrestling gear autographs anything like that they didn't have pops back then so i'm sure that wasn't available yeah i mean well i mean
3: you know back then didn't have all the internet stuff to be able to get stuff you know around and i mean i traveled so much and and wasn't in a lot of places for a long time. I was there often, but it's just there were always big breaks and stuff in it. So no, I never was uh, one that gave away a lot of my green jackets or boots or things like that.
0: Gotcha. All right. So maybe maybe may tough to find stuff. But if it's out there, we'll find it. That's for darn sure. All right. We only have a few minutes left. So this is a part of the show where we kind of switch gears to a little pop culture conversation. And uh, what
2: who was your We're last five minutes left? Who was your last match with?
0: <laughs> Funny
3: enough, my last match was a legends match in Germany, and it was myself and Salvatore Blomo. Wow, Dave Taylor and Braun Schumann. And between the four of us, we had over 150 years of experience. Oh, oh wow, Salvatore Blomo, 30 years.
1: Jeez. Wow. I remember Salvatore Belomo. Yeah. Jeez. Yep. All still right. Still combined younger than, still, younger than Chief. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness
0: gracious. My goodness That's gracious. These
1: guys can bust my chops. Okay. Hey, listen. You know, sorry. I'm going to hide behind Jeff. Well, I'm going so Don't worry oh, about it, kid. The hey, first wrestling match you went to was interrupted by a T-Rex.
2: I, fi- I finally <laughs> won, man.
1: I finally won
2: because I had a professional say it was all right to have a heel versus
0: heel match. Well, one win in three years on the show is so, okay. So you there broke, you go. You broke the schneid. You just continue on. Well, we only have two minutes left well, now. that's okay. There you go. All right. Jeff, thank you so much. The book is called The Man Behind the Makeup, The Professional Wrestling Life and Times of Jeff Bearden, who wrestled as Giant Warrior, Big Tiger, Steel, Colossus, the Gladiator, Butch Masters, and now he's wrestling the rest of his life as as Jeff Bearden as he is taking on Parkinson's. So keep him in mind, if you have an opportunity to donate and support Parkinson's, please do so in Jeff's name. I'm just curious, uh, do you make your book available for fundraising for Parkinson's and helping the cause? I haven't, except we have talked about doing some stuff with them in the future. All right. That's cool, because we want to make sure we support that as well. All right. Yeah, I'm a big uh, supporter of Michael J. Fox right on have you met him through
3: all of this no I, no I haven't but i would love to
0: there you go so let's get out to michael j fox and get together
2: with jeff I, I do i do support parkinson's my dad had it there you go so i met right.
1: michael j fox once i was so completely starstruck it was like <laughs> you were in all i didn't know what to say <laughs> you were you were actually in all yeah Wow. you are marked for
0: michael j fox oh yeah <laughs> all right all right the book I'm is available gonna, on amazon and audio i'm going
2: to get that book. <laughs>
0: There you go. So buy it for yourself if you're not a wrestling fan. Get it for somebody who is a wrestling fan. And pass it on because there is a lot of great history in the stories with which Jeff shares, and um, yes. it'll it'll be a fun read. Uh, just to understand what the world of pro wrestling was about is about back in the golden era. Uh, enjoy it, and uh, it is available there. All right, uh, Jeff, hang tight as we sign off so that we can do that quick recording uh, with you. Oh, Jennifer, <laughs> Jeff's dad is yes. in the, is I did not know that. What? Um, uh, that Jennifer's dad is also battling Parkinson's. I forgot about that, Jennifer. Thank you for reminding yep. uh, for reminding me about that. So we've got people that are near and dear to us yep. that are battling this and uh, we want to support it. Isn't Jen's dad down in Texas? That is correct. I believe. Yep, that is
2: correct. See, Chiefy uh, Chief hasn't lost it yet. No, not yet. I'm getting there.
0: Getting there. All right. Uh, we lost Jeff's camera again. So, uh, Jeff, please try to reconnect one more time if you can. That would be great. Take them off. Take that off screen until we get them connected. Um, all right. Closing thoughts. Is there anything on here that you guys want to quickly talk about? We have about a minute and a half. Or you want to just go into final thoughts and call it a day? Yes.
1: <laughs> on a double or nothing is next weekend. It was kind of funny on Dynamite when Orange Cassidy – Said, they said that, like, 20 people want to challenge for the belt. He's like, ah, there's 20 of them, one of me, 21. but a 21-man battle royal. I was great. Blackjack's a thing in Vegas. I like that. Oh wow. I wonder if, like, a new person's going to either debut or win the belt or if he's just going to retain. I don't think any, like, has there been any standout think, activity to challenge them. him? I don't know. All right. We have, really.
0: we have Jeff back on with us. There Thank we man. go. Um, I would say pay the internet bill, but that's a whole nother conversation.
2: Anyway, my good friend,
0: Mr. Scott Hosey,
2: Sports Cards, Toys and Collectibles show Sam's Town Hotel Casino, August 26th and 27th and November 4th. Sports Fest. Yep, sports fest. <laughs> I,
0: I saw, I saw when when John works the yes. right side of the screen with all of his notes. There was still a crawl that said Chief Fest from last week, and, and I would want to mention it. Chief Fest, Chief Fest. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. The, yeah, yeah, the right? hashtag, yeah. yeah, right. Hashtag yeah. Chief Fest. All right. Now the new hashtag is find Jeff Bearden's gear. <laughs> That's what we got to do. <laughs> all right. With that, we're gonna sit, we're gonna thank everybody for joining us. And again, the book is called The Man Behind the Makeup. Check it out on Amazon. Final thoughts, from Mr. Matt, as we say goodbye
1: everybody have a good safe week. Say I love you to the people you care about never know what tomorrow brings. Stay hydrated. Yep. And do stupid stuff on months so I have stories. <laughs> so we yeah. keep the stories going. <laughs> there you go. Chiefy final thoughts.
2: Jeff been a pleasure. Thank you very much. Uh, everybody, please have a happy Memorial Day weekend. Everybody be safe. If you're getting on the road, you're flying in an airplane, whatever. Have fun, be with family, tell each other you love them because life
0: is short. And the chief said so. Thank you. Uh, Jeff, I'll give you 30 seconds for a final thought on anything you want to share with our folks. Just was glad to be on the show today and
3: stuff. I'm, I was really happy if y'all invited me on and I've I've enjoyed it, enjoyed it a lot and look forward to doing it again in the future.
0: Well, Jeff, I'm sure that that will not be an issue. We'll have you on as often as we can on. Uh, whenever we can to share stories or co host with us because the chief says so right exactly right, with that <laughs> with that i just he want to remember, Says
3: so i gotta be here
0: that's right that, listen when he puts his stamp on it, dude there ain't no running uh just want to remind everybody tune into aaron's hour at the top of the hour i have the great john d domenico Is that today? that's today in one hour that's right 12 noon pacific 3 p.m eastern john d domenico mostly known over the last couple of years as President Trump, he's been on Howard Stern. However, he does many, many others. Phil McGraw, he is terrific. He will be live in studio. And to the best of my knowledge, thank goodness he's not come up with a, an impersonation of me. Demonica, I'm being very afraid. demonica Restaurant. No, has nothing York to City. do with Demonico's restaurant. No, sir. Oh, uh, with that, thank sure? you for I'm absolutely sure. Okay. Thank you for joining us. As always, be kind to everybody. Wise that. We're all we have. Thank you for watching. Thoughts can anywhere. We'll see you next week right here. WWDB TV Jeff don't go anywhere.